It's um, it's. I just gotta figure it out. You know? <laughs> it's. I mean, I know it. I just gotta. I gotta. Reno it. Like pull it, pull it back in. I like to like Reno. Can it, we change? You know? Remember to Reno. I'm yeah. trying to Reno this. No, uh, that's all we have to do. I just need to Reno what I knew. Um, I don't Reno. Hey, this. hey, don't don't forget to blah blah blah. I'll, I'll Reno that. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fine. Oh yeah, if I if I if I reno, I'll I'll do that. I'll reno it. This is renoing. It's you, all about renoing. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you just reno it. If you know and then you know again, you reno. And if you don't know, now you reno. <laughs> now, and now you do. And renoing is power. <laughs> the more you reno. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Center <laughs> Podcast. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I thought we were just oh, yeah. hanging out. No, well, we are, but hanging out we record it, and then we put it out there for the world to hear, so I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you listen to this once, and you'll be like, well, at least I'm not those guys. That's really all we're trying to do. That's we're it. trying to help yep. you feel better about you. <laughs> that's, our whole, that's our whole goal in life. Mm-hmm. We're being real saints about that. <laughs> real good. Real good, Zs. Mm-hmm. All the good Zs. Hey, speaking of good Zs, what are you doing, Eddie? You want to hang out? Eddie. When you hear the tone, it will be exactly... What tone? Oh. Time to get a drink. All right. Just a little drink. Little one? That's a little bit bigger than little. And a mm-hmm. little drink. A little drink. So any that... Ben's got to re-know it. I've got to re-know how to do this. we got to make that happen. Is it you that wants to create a catchphrase? Like... What are you talking about? Some, like... I thought it was you. No, it's not. It's Mike. Mike wants to create a catchphrase that, that just becomes vernacular. Oh, okay. That just like the Mike. bee's knees. Okay. Oh, or, uh, you know, like okay. You know, a knife through hot butter. Those those are things that exist already, though. Does he want to create? He one? wants. He, he wants. He wants yeah, he wants his own. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but we're just going to create a word. So he wants it just to be like that's the caterpillar's bees. <laughs> and be like, yeah, dude, that's totally the caterpillar. Uh, well, I mean, sloncha. This, oh, sloncha. Yeah, we have a drink. Thanks, Eddie. Um, what's the drink? Do you reno? Yeah, I reno this. Um, <laughs> it's called a Bogo Bonito. Um, this is a very uh, BS. Uh, no, I promise. Really? I promise. It's called a Bogo Bonito. Bo. Bogo. Bogo. Buy one, get one? Yep. Buy one, get one. Uh, Is it short? No, the translation is beautiful game. Um, And so this is another mule variation that we wanted to try. Played in the bedroom Um, at night. Really just because I bought new mule glasses and I wanted to just make more mules. Um, But this is tequila, lime juice, simple syrup, and ginger beer. Hmm. So recipe will be in the show notes. It's delightful. I actually really enjoy Mm -hmm. this, but I like tequila. I don't know where you come down on tequila. Uh, that's where well choking him up. That's we killed him. It's where tequila comes down on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I like tequila. Um, yeah. uh, it it really. I went to a. We had a trivia night that we went to, mm-hmm. and they did a bottle draw, and so oh, I yeah. paid for the bottle draw because they're like, oh, there's bourbon over there, and I was like, all right, there's wine, but there's bourbon because most of the time it's a wine pool. Yeah. So we were there. Er, we were one of the early attenders. And I was like, can I go ahead and cash this in now? And they're like, sure, go for it. And I was like, well, I'll increase my chances of getting bourbon. So then I went over there and I was like, can I pick them up? They're like, yeah, you just can't remove the cover. And I was like, oh, okay. 
So, I mean, I know what a wine bottle feels like, so mm -hmm. it's like anything that doesn't feel like a wine bottle is going to be a bourbon. Well, they didn't tell me there are other alcohols also oh. over there as well. And what did I pull? To kill you. Gin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gin. yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? What kind of gin? I don't care. I don't know. Dry. It was dry gin. And I was like, this Sounds is... like I'm about to buy a bottle of gin I'm like, this is stupid. You take Venmo? Well, someone on my trivia team also pulled, and they pulled some Jose Cuervo. Oh. He's a friend of mine. Cuervo. And uh, so we just switched. So Jose's sitting over there with my buddy Jim, uh, mm -hmm. Beam, and uh, mm -hmm. Johnny. Now, Evan. I got to tell you, I'm going to dive into a saint moment here. Oh, man. Uh, this is not You're my... hot on these. This is not my saint moment. Cool. Um... This has become your podcast now. I don't think I like it this. Is. A really good friend of mine brought me a <laughs> bottle of tequila, and it was. Uh, I will, if you're, I will take a picture, send it to Patrick. We'll put it in the show notes. The bottle, or excuse me, the box that it came in, is a work of art in itself. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, even my wife was like, I don't know what that is, but that's cool. Can we put it up in the house? And I was like, yeah. Like, I'm going to take the tequila out of it, but yeah. Um, this is, Jose Cuervo recently started selling the uh, Reserva de la Familia. So oh, it was yeah. their family's reserve extra añejo tequila. and Añejo? Yeah. And so. What's añejo? Um, so there's three different types of tequila. Um, it's silver, reposado, and añejo. So we're drinking reposado today because it's just my personal What's favorite. What's reposado mean? And I'm going to get to that. In a okay. Second. Okay. So the reason that tequila is a really good business to get into, and you see so many celebrities—George Clooney, The Rock, Sammy Hagar—people like that—get into tequila is because you can start making money right now. All right. Because silver is—it comes out of the agave plant, and they make that fresh, and it's you can literally go from plant to palate in a day yeah and so silver is unaged tequila reposado is it's aged in charred barrels for six to nine months is that right? six to nine yeah six to nine months is reposado you can have a baby in the time it takes you to get that tequila ready yep and and so what i love about and then reposado, your baby tequila or reposado uh-huh reposado this, this or is our kid reposado añejo He's been curing in a bourbon barrel for nine months. Yeah. And so Añejo is just bourbon that's cured after that. So typically Añejo is beyond nine months. But it's a year to a year and a half. Okay. No tequila is really aged over a year and a half. So the extra Añejo might be aged up to two years, but okay. the, the, the tequila is not really doing much more after that. So it's not absorbing any of that char. Um, so silver is going to be white because there's no aging. Right. Um, Reposado is going to be a little bit yellowish. Huh. Um, in color because they're it's aged in a charred barrel and then Añejo is going to be darker. It's going to be brownish. Um, Reposado is my favorite because when I started drinking it, I was like, this sips a lot like bourbon. Yeah. Because it had like kind of a smoke to it. And so... Reposado. I just... That one. There's a worm in the lenses. Drinking now. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, so that's your tequila lesson for today. Um, wow. But this is uh, was there a same moment? The, the extra. Did you have a same moment? So my buddy gave me this bottle, and I was like, I'm gonna wait to try it with him 
And so like we ended up um, just recently, he was like, hey, do you ever open that? I was like, no, 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 we made a deal. We we're going to open it together. We together. And he was like, well, let's do it. And we were just, it was like a Wednesday. We were at my house and I was like, okay. So opened it. It might be the finest tequila I've ever Really? Had. It is amazing. And it's Jose Cuervo. It's Jose Cuervo, but it's their it's their private family label. Hmm. And so, um, and I, but it was funny because in from the time he gave it to me to the time we opened it, I found an article on it, just like randomly came across my feed that was like the greatest tequila in the entire world. And I was like, well, I'll read this. And then I was like, oh, wait, I have this I in my house. I have this. This is my and I, tequila. And it, was, it was a guy who's been in the tequila business for like 60 years and was hmm. like, I, of all the tequilas I've ever tasted, this is absolutely the finest tequila. Is that what's in here? And no, no, no. This is just Repsod. Mm -hmm. So um, this is Casadores, is what we're drinking today. Casadores. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Spanish episode. The house the of uh, Doris. Fish. Disney fish. Dis the house, house of Disney, Disney fish. fish. You're welcome. You know what, Mike? Yeah. That's your catchphrase right there. <laughs> oh, that's the house of Disney fish. Um, there's no made up word in it, though. There's not. Yeah. Um, but no, so really, really generous of him to to um, just give me that gift. And it was, um, we've been we've been friends for a long time and through some thick and thin moments and on both sides. And it's, what's up? What's a thick moment? What's a, ooh, a thick moment's a hard moment? A thin moment is an easy movement? Yeah. So I would think about thick moments thick and as thin. being like... Speaking of catchphrases. Yeah. Thick like, and thin. Like I've had some medical Dude, challenges where he was, he was by my side. For oh, the so they weren't indirectly you, the two of you were in thick and thin moments. No, no, no. We've stood by each other when we've personally been going. Gotcha, through. gotcha. I would, I, yeah, because like... <laughs> the thin moment is we're playing cribbage on my deck, having a cigar. Those are easy thin moments. moments. Easy moments. What makes it thick? What makes it thick? Yeah, why is it called thick? Oh, because Alan Thick coined it. Oh, that's yeah. good. When he was making all that money on... Um, With his growing pains. Growing oh, pains, really thank certain, you, because I was going to try and say fire to family guys. <laughs> um... Yeah, when he was making no, all that money on growing pains, he was like, I gotta get a catchphrase. Yeah. And he was like, That's true. Thick, and thin. thick and thin, baby. Yeah. And, <gasps> and it was because <gasps> the wife on growing pains was so petite. She was very, very slim. That's true, whatever her name was. Yeah, yeah. Forgettable. And <laughs> uh, but it, learned, it launched Kirk Cameron's evangelical career. <laughs> sure did. Sure did. Talk about growing pains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not making Christianity look good, buddy. Everybody was like, oh, okay. We love Kirk Cameron. And they're like, oh, uh -huh. oh not up. so much. Ooh, yeah, ooh, he's pretty weird, isn't he? Yeah, and then Candace, yeah. his sister, also yeah. was saying some crazy things. Out. She likes to talk about her boobs. Okay, I didn't know that. Is no. that was she uh, the Family Ties kid? No, she wasn't in that show. I don't think she was in that show. I she was know. in another show. Okay, she what? was in a popular show. Uh, yeah. Was she the sidekick on Blossom? Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't remember. What was Kimmy Gibbler from? I have a lot. Oh, of that's uh, that's uh, the San Francisco. Yeah. Um, yeah. With, uh, what's his name? Danny. Yeah, Danny Tanner. Yeah. Yeah. What was that one? I think I just said Fritz was on. What? What was yeah. that? I, I'm gonna renow this in a minute. Hold on. You'll renow it. Just, <laughs> just renow it. All you gotta do is renow it. Family. Family house. Family house. Full house. Full house. That's it. 
because they, they did relaunch stuff. That's I can't wait when I go back and listen to this. Oh. And I had said Full House before. No, you said Family House. You said something. You did not say. You not say Full House. Okay. You know, I I would renew. You would. I would renew that. I would obviously renew. These that. are the best episodes. Where we don't know where what I, we're doing. Where where I'm not great. You're not great. You want me to carry the episode? No, no, I'm good. I'm here. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm good. I'm here. <laughs> um, Patrick, present. <laughs> Two, please. Oh. Um. I've got a. Uh, it's not a center of Saint moment. I got a. You're talking about drinking with a friend. We've got a bacon and bourbon night coming up with some friends. Do you really? We we eat bacon and drink bourbon. That's it. Like, is it a guy's night or is it couples night? Couples night. Okay. Yeah. How many how many couples are involved? Just two. Okay, so four of you. Four of us plan to eat bacon. Yes. And drink bourbon. It's the best. Do the women drink bourbon? Uh, one of them does. Does the other? No. What does the other drink? Uh, probably that coke. Peach wine coolers. Uh, maybe an amaretto sour. Okay. Did you say this has amaretto? No, yeah. the last drink did. Yeah. Last episode. Yeah. Last week. Last week we had amaretto. Mm. Um, that sounds like a lot of Where fun. It, it's good. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Where does the worm come in tequila? I don't know that. No. Yeah, I don't know that answer. Because you want it alive. Allegedly, if you get the last drink, excuse me, of the bottle... You get the worm, but you want the worm to be alive. Um, no, I. I'll be honest, man. I don't think a worm can live in in alcohol because I mean that's probably forty percent alcohol, which makes that eighty proof at, at a minimum. Hope. And like, I don't, I don't think a living creature can. That worm's swim. living its best life. Yeah, it's, it's a ghost worm. That's how horror movies are made. Yeah. Do you like horror movies? Again, my wife doesn't do scary things, so I can't. Do scary things. I used to. I used to love sneak down it. your creepy basement and watch a scary movie. I, on the laptop. I can't do them anymore. I I used to l- love them. I could mm-hmm. I could almost laugh to horror movies. Oh yeah. When I was younger, and now yeah. I'm I'm Mr. Jump Scare. It's Are you un- really? Oh, unbelievable. Yes. I would pay six dollars to see. Oh that. man, it, you can watch, do it for free. We'll go watch one this afternoon. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm lucky there because yeah, we both love. Darlene likes a good. We uh, love, yeah. yeah, we absolutely love. No, no, um, we can do like suspense mystery movies, mm-hmm. but nothing with any horror gore, anything that's horror gore. Other spectacular. Blah. Where do you come down on like the mentally supernatural? Uh, like give me an example. Like Paranormal Activity. Oh. Um, she won't watch it. Yeah, but I'm like, she watches it with me. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> um, yeah, I enjoy that stuff. Yeah. I think some some of that stuff is fictionalized enough that I'm like, okay, yeah, I can watch that. Yeah, I, I'm not into entertainment that's gruesome and horrific. Yeah, that's. Reality. I think we talked about this a few episodes ago on yeah. the uh, uh, was it the Dahmer the Dahmer series that came mm-hmm. out or whatever that was like nope that was not I couldn't do that yeah because I'm like no 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 I don't want to watch his life retold in a series yeah a documentary about him is another thing sure sure but yeah the vic- making money off the victims is a little gross no thanks no thanks yeah the um, we we try movies 
that are like, you know, you should watch the top ten scary movies on whatever. And then we're like, okay, who's who's paying for this? Because like these movies suck. Yeah, right. And so yeah. we've realized we actually have a new policy in our house that is, if it is like the top billed scariest movie, we will not watch it. Oh yeah. Because it is not scary. It's not it. It is dumb. It not is a it. waste of our time. And somebody who has lacy pajamas uh, thought that this was scary. <laughs> and there's some pretty bad ones out there. My my. We don't. Kids went through in their teenage years went through this like we were going to watch the scariest movies ever. Okay. And so they were they were digging back and grabbing old old movies as well as trying to catch the newest stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was usually they had a couple that I remember them being like, yeah, we couldn't finish. I want to say like maybe the Conjuring movies oh, like yeah. those were a little too those much for scary. them. Yeah. yeah, those are good. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are like I think they could scary. the Saw movies were fine. Yeah. A lot of the other stuff like Hereditary and that stuff was yeah, all cool. Saw was just like mind gross to be gross. Yeah, and it's yeah. like hey, you're locked. Yeah, and the key to the handcuffs in that living person's tummy. Yeah, dig gore. it out, gore. And I'm like, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, like the, the Eli Roth stuff that he's done, like Hostel and stuff. Like mm-hmm. those are just gore. Um, now. Contradictory to myself, Ben. Okay. I love a good slasher movie. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Uh huh. Give me the Halloweens, the Friday the Thirteenth. I've never seen the Halloweens. I thought about watching those all this year, like going back and watching, like starting the beginning and. A couple of them suck. Yeah. Like, sure. but by and large, man, they are they are very watchable. Yeah. And they're not because Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Yeah. Like from the get go. Yeah. All of them. And they are not scary. Okay. Like I think that's the that's the big takeaway. Jump scares. No doubt. Eh, ish. Okay. Like, I've always thought that the Halloween movies especially, and the, Fri- and the um, Friday the 13th, were like, they were more, like, I, creepy scary. Okay. Like, there's one point in Halloween where, like, Jamie Lee Curtis and her girlfriend are walking down the sidewalk, and, like, Michael Myers is just peeking out from behind a bush, and then when they look up, he just, like, fades back in. And so it's just kind of like, that's eh, creepy. Yeah. Because he's he's there somewhere. Right. And so, and that's the same thing with Jason. Jason okay. Voorhees is just, he's there somewhere. Yeah. He's going to bust through a door and try and kill somebody. And uh, nice that we had a Friday the 13th this month. Yes. Uh, Friday the 13th in October is... Uh, Magic. About as good as it gets. Magic. Only Did you watch, uh, it was the third one of a series, Split? Mm-hmm. What did you think of that? Did you watch the others? I like, did. okay, I did. Um, I thought Unbreakable was fantastic. Okay, um, and what was that? Gosh, what was the? What was the one other one? That? Um, yeah. Wait, no, no, no. I think the second one was Split, and then the third one was all three of them together. Um, we'll have to look that up. But anyhow, somebody's yelling at their. Yeah. Phone right now. Like, yeah. Yes, it's this. You idiot. I, I already know. Um, James McAvoy's uh, acting was I. I mean, I was genuinely impressed by him after watching Split. To be able to just like flip character to character to character, and like I get it, like he that's what he does for a living, right? But I was still like highly impressed by it. That's what, Unbreakable, and then Split, and then Glass. Glass, yeah. Um. Yeah, I've seen all three, and I, I I remember when I saw Unbreakable, I was like, oh, you've done it again, because if I'm not mistaken, that was his follow-up to The Sixth Sense. I think Unbreakable right. was his second. Right. And I was like, mm, you nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. I, 
Yes, I love Split. It, yeah. You could watch alone. You didn't have to watch it with anything else. Like, sure. You don't have to watch Unbreakable. Oh, they yeah, no, they, they stand alone. Yeah. Glass, I mean, you, you probably, probably need to watch the other two because it kind of yeah. pulls them together. Yeah, which was kind of the worst of the three, I thought. Yeah, yeah. But Split was awesome. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is kind of messed up. <laughs> but fun to watch. Like, yeah. Yeah, and watchable. Like not, oh, yeah. I, I think most of his stuff is not, he's not trying to be, although those might be R-rated, like it's not the, it's only because of the content. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What, um, what's the best thing you've ever watched? Do you know? Are you talking like favorite movies? Not necessarily favorite movies, but just like you watched and you're like, oh, wow, that's, that's fantastic. Like next level, I would watch that again, kind of thing. Well, I mean, the last of series is Center and Saint podcast. Center and Saint podcast. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Um, no, Ted Lasso. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just yeah. solid. Um, That's up there. That's top three. I think. Insightful, humorous. Yep. Seminal. Like all yeah. of it is there. The whole range of gives you all the feels. Um, you, um, emo yeah, the human emotional experience. Yeah. Um, that's up there. Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have favorite movies and favorite shows. What are those? Um. I mean, I, I love My Fair Lady. Uh, yeah. It's one that my daughter and I enjoy. Yeah. There are certainly some slow parts to it. Sure. But it's kind of this, like, this rebirth thing of this person kind of going through this. And, it, and who's in that? Uh, Audrey Hepburn is, yeah. and then I forget the male actors in that. But, yeah. I mean, it, it's that's a nice story arc. And, yeah. Um, uh, I love um, Cold Mountain, Nicole Kidman, and... Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, I think we talked about this over the summer. Weiss. Yeah, yeah. Not Rachel Weisz. Um, Not Rachel Weisz. No. Um, shoot. Um, Richard Jones Diary. Renee Zellweger. Yes, Renee Zellweger, which is go. one. Probably, it's got, that's got to be her best film. I've never seen it. It's Cold Mountain. I'll put it on the. It is list. amazing. Yes, okay. it is. I mean, it's a love story. Okay. But it it is. Um, it's female empowerment like yeah renee and nicole carry most of the movie and cool. the love story finally kind of, it, oh, it's yeah, there kind of the whole thing in the background but yeah. it's not yeah it's not yeah. all there um yeah those are those are big ones i you know i love rain over me with Adam sandler yeah. that's yeah. a serious one that's a yeah. that's a big one for me yeah i mean his his acting and and don cheeto like i love when you know, Adam Sandler's just kind of free to live in and doing whatever he wants. Yeah. And he comes over at like 11.30 p.m. in the middle of the week to Don Cheadle's apartment house condo in New York. And he's like, hey, man, let's go play video games. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, I have work tomorrow. And he's like, so? Colin's sick. You? He's like, you own it, right? <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm not calling in sick to come play video games. And like, the door opens and he realizes the wife is there. And he's like, oh. He's like... Can he can he go play video games? And Don Cheadle's <laughs> like, don't do that, don't do that. I make my decisions. And he kind of closes the door so he can't see uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's wife. He kind of closes the door so Adam Sandler can't see her. And then he turns and he's like, can I? <laughs> <laughs> I 
But like, it's cool, right? We're good. Like, there's that moment. And then yeah. It's the Adam Sandler movie when his, because he's become estranged with his uh, his widowed wife's parents, his, his in-laws. And they're like, we just want to share these pictures and these stories of, you know, our yeah. grandkids and our daughter yeah. and whatever. And he's like, I can't do that. Like, it's this big, it's this court legal whatever. Yeah. And it all blows up, comes to head where he's just like, I can't do that. Like, I see my, I see your daughter in everything. Yeah. I see my kids and every little girl who I pass on the streets. Yeah. He's like, I don't need to relive them because I can't get away from them. And it's yeah. every time it's torture hmm. because I remember what I don't have and I remember what I lost. And like, yeah, so it's it's just this beautiful film, yeah. which is, you know, it's so different for Adam Sandler. Sure. And he, and he does yeah. it so well of this person who's just dealing with this mental health issue. Almost like he's an actor. Almost, almost. almost. Yeah, he can he can do a few things. Uh, I watched recently the um, the movie with him and Jennifer Aniston with um, uh, Brooklyn Decker. Yeah, go uh, with it. Just go with it. Go with yeah. it. Yeah. And um, my wife was talking about it, and I was like, I've never seen that movie. She was like, Let's watch it tonight. I was like, Okay. And it was funny. Um, I mean, it had Jennifer Aniston in it, so I was I was there. I don't know so. if I've seen it, so. I'm familiar with it, but I don't know if I've seen it. It was yeah. funny. It's it's very forgettable. Like it's it's an enjoyable couple hours. Sure. But like you're not gonna think about it. Moving on from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's actually kind of my mark of mm, that was a good movie. Yeah. Is if a day or two later I'm still thinking, still thinking about, about it. it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that was that was good. Fantasia? Fantasia is one that I'll watch over and over again. Like mm. just as a like almost kind of like a meditative Yeah whatever i'm just like i just want to get lost in this it's funny because like your picks are so positive because like i think about your picks versus what i would answer those as and it's like so your fantasia is my pan's labyrinth oh yeah uh-huh. where i'm like it's just so fantastical but it's just so interesting that's some yeah know? great cinematography that yeah, was and, um, and, oh guillermo del toro yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. anything he does i'm i'm in uh-huh like they're yeah there are those movies or directors or actors where I'm just like, nope, if you're a part of it, I want to watch it. Yeah. Like, and he's one of those. I want to see what you're doing. It may not be gold, but I yeah, appreciate but, appreciate what you put out there. But you've, you've convinced me you're yeah. good at this. Uh, so. There's this um, there's a series of films, and I'm going to get the name wrong. Uh, they're European or, or maybe Asian. I'm not, I'm not certain. But they're just these... There's music in the background, but it's just visual. Like, it's just this visual stuff. Okay. Like, um, Kobe Shanti, or, I think. or It sounds Japanese. Yeah, I may, I may have the name wrong or, or something. Yes. Yeah. Um, that might be me trying to remember it wrong, but it's K-something. You can re-know it. But, just... like, they will they record, like, the streets of New York City and then play it back high speed with this audio over it and they're very meditative and they'll like they do all these different cultures but it's just yeah it's kind of just this video meditation with some Hmm. music behind it that i'm not sure what the point is other than just like look at how we operate as a culture and like this is what we look like interesting i don't think i want to watch that show it's interesting Yeah, yeah it's most people would not i did find recently a playlist on spotify called focus flow okay that's pretty solid. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, beats. But I was... And, like, they're not very long. They're, like, yeah. a minute or two uh-huh. long. And then it just goes to the next one. Yeah. And I was, like, 
when you described that, I visualized New York City and fast forward. Uh -huh. But like, I think that was the soundtrack in my head. Yeah. It was just like, you know, the, huh. some low fi some low fives. Yeah. Chill. Yeah, a little sidebar there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we've run out of things the, to talk about. The, we've talked on, about all the things. On a Center and Saint podcast. This will be our final episode, 54. We made it 54 <laughs> episodes in. And, um, and we're we've, glad you we've exhausted us. you now, and now one another. The trick is we've already recorded the Halloween B-side, so you'll still get that. Um, we didn't declare it was You're welcome. You're then. welcome. Um, but yeah, that... Uh, this is this is done. So y'all take care. Is it? Uh, no, Come on, we can no. we can we can bring it back. Uh, True Detective season one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you like that series? Is the greatest television I've ever watched. Yeah, hands down. True Detective. Um, I, I need to remember that one. It's if you have HBO Max, it should be on there. Um, it's older. I mean, it's gosh, it's probably ten years old at this point. Um, but when. It was one of those where at the end of every episode, I was just like, oh, I got to see what happens next. Like, they did such a good job of setting that hook. Yeah. And, like, and developing the details at the very beginning that look so mundane but mean something later. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it was, oh, it was just That's fantastic. a good show. It was just fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, that was, they planted that a while back. Yeah, and I, I remember even when I read through the Harry Potter series, mm -hmm. when, like, the diary in book two turns out to be a horcrux in book six, yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was thinking ahead. Like, yeah. Look at you, big brains. And, yeah, and so, like, when you see, like, you're like, oh, okay, it's just Tom Riddle's diary, but sure. then later you're like, wow wow, that was a piece of his soul that he put in that diary, and when it was destroyed, he can die now. It's like, okay, that's that's making me like this a lot more. Sure. So, yeah, I like I like that kind of stuff. But I like, as my friend Fred likes to say, you like all that macabre s <laughs> Fancy. Fancy um, talk. Nah, he's from Kentucky. What yeah. But it, uh, I do like, I do like darker stuff like that. So, and it is the season for the darker stuff. It is. So listening Lean and watching. In. Get it. I went, oh, I went and saw The Exorcist in the theater. Oh, the, like, new, the, the old one. The, the original. Okay, because there's like a new one uh, that's coming yep. out or whatever. Yep, but on, um, October 1st, a buddy Woo! and I get together the first Sunday of every month. Okay. And, um, last month it just so happens we went and saw Goonies. Mm. And I was like, this is awesome, man. I've never seen Goonies hey, in the theater. You guys. Yeah. So then he was like, well, next month they're showing Exorcist. And yeah, I was like, solid. Was October 1st. And I was like, that's the first Sunday of the month, man. Let's come back. Done. So I had forgotten so much of that movie. It was really good. Ooh, it's been a long time. Yeah. It was very good. Um, it's so hokey. Like, I, I had... <laughs> Yes. I had a couple friends who were like, I've never been able to get all the way through that movie. Uh -huh. And I was like, how? Like, it's 1973. Uh -huh. like, it's literally 50 years old. Like, it's it's Just really, really great. hokey. Yeah. And, but it was cool because um, it was like a Phantom Events thing. And so um, before it came on, like, uh, Ben Mankiewicz from, like, uh, TMC, like, gave, like, a whole dissertation of, like, this aired on like the, it's it's drop date was December twenty sixth. It came out the day after Christmas. Huh. And I was like, that's a, yeah. I never would have thought that. Like, Particularly for that yeah. Yeah. That but, generation. But then it was um 
it was sold out and like it was people struggling to try and get tickets to go see this because it was just the scariest thing uh -huh. I've ever seen. Sure. And I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> if it turns out you wait to be born, it's pretty easy to get access to. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Just wait. Just mm -hmm. don't be born now. But it was fun. It was fun. Very, very hokey. But fun. yeah. Yeah. Mm, Sinner Saint moment. I'll stick with this. I don't know if this is a sinner or a saint moment. No. And Ooh, I apologize. I like it we, when we it's talk, a muddle. Yeah, we talk a lot into these microphones, so I'm sorry if I've shared this before. But um, I've been married once before, before the, the wife now. Mm -hmm. And so um, my first wife and I did not live together before we got married. And um, we both had pretty religious families, and it was kind of a real deal breaker for her. And we were like, all right, whatever. So we um, we went and saw The Exorcism of Emily Rose with Ooh. Jennifer Carpenter about a month after we got married. And it was in the theater. And so this is like 2005, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And um, we, <laughs> we were laying in bed after we saw that movie that night, and a bad storm had rolled through. And we were living in like a three-month rental until our house was ready to move okay. into. And so we don't, I mean, we're not really living in this house. We're kind of living out of boxes sure. for a short term. And we didn't know much about this house or whatever. And, and this, <laughs> this tree keeps slapping the window during the storm. And there's like weird creaks uh -huh. and stuff like that. My wife, my then wife, goes from a lying down position to sits up straight in bed and yells, Satan, flee from me. And I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> and I, I literally, I just got up out of bed and I went downstairs and I sat in the chair. And she like came downstairs a few minutes later and I was like, stay there. Stay where you are. And she's like, what? And I was like, what the F? Uh-huh. And she's like, what? And I'm like, what is happening? Who are you? What was that? Like, yeah. this is not okay. This is not normal human behavior. And she's like, we were we were always told growing up in church that if you felt like you were under spiritual warfare, you should yell, Satan, flee from me. I was like, little heads up. Little heads up would have been cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we talk about that during the marriage counseling yeah, portion. Yeah, right, yeah. Maybe we talk uh -huh. about that during like dinner one night. Like, you don't drop that on me at 3.30 in the morning. In the middle of a storm uh -huh. in July, yeah. I, like, I really, I sat there and I was just like, oh, "Who am I married? <laughs> <laughs> this person? Like, does she? She might have witchcraft in her. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But um, still, to this day, like I've had, we've talked about on this podcast, like paranormal stuff uh -huh. and encounters yeah. and things like that. That is still one of the most terrifying moments of my life. Was when. <laughs> She was just like Satan fleet, and guys, this is full volume. Were I'm you not gonna yell into your ears. I was well. I I was like in half sleep because of the okay, storm. Okay, yeah. So right, like the 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 smacking trees keeping me up uh -huh. and stuff. But like I'm in that twilight sleep. Sure. Where like yeah. I'm maybe I'm not, just yeah. under the and like you're not dead out REM, but just like full volume screams it, and like when she sat up in my head, I well, and probably what I've recreated as a Reno. Is like she was just gonna get up and get water or something, but no, 
No. She decides to go full on exorcist and the only thing that could have been worse was Satan flee from me. <laughs> what like, up? You're dead. So, God kill you. So how is how could that be a saint moment? Um I divorced her. <laughs> And, and we are no longer together. <laughs> so uh, that feels pretty good. Because uh, it hasn't happened since. Because my now wife uh, doesn't do that. We're not religious. And um, she's, she's never once sat up in the middle of the night and yelled Satan fleet. Now, she has sat up in the middle of the night and yelled things, but not Satan Not that. Me. Not that. Yeah. You, you, you know, you know lots I'll of things that are okay. My, my now wife has. Um, <laughs> Has sleeping problems, so it's funny because she will wake up in the middle of the night and just be like, "This is freaking ridiculous! How can I not sleep?" And like, she'll just like throw a tantrum in bed, and I'll just be like, "Love you, <laughs> good for you, dear." Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was a sinner or saint moment. That was just hey, it's mid October. You know, it, uh, it was a good spooky score. It's what it is. Yeah. I share with you guys. Yeah, I. Um, uh, yeah, that's that is what it is. But. I'm going to say, if you've never had your partner sit up in bed and scream spiritual things, you've not lived. And I'm not talking about intimacy, <laughs> oh God stuff. I'm talking about it's pretty frightening, pretty frightening stuff. So are we good there? You... I don't know. It was frozen at a time. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see what comes out Which in the wash. It looked like it wasn't recording. It's the morning. But then it is recording. No, we're I good. It's the morning. Yeah. It's okay. We know that the morning works for us. Okay. I, so I, so. I mean, I... I stopped it and restarted it, so I can splice them together, but... Cool. Where are we on time? Do we even know? Well, that's why I don't know. I was looking to double-check that, but it was like, well, this hasn't moved, so... Well, I say we wrap it up, then. No way. Oh, well, yeah, okay, 37. That would have been 37. Okay, 37 minutes or episode... 37. <laughs> episode 37? Uh, which means we're, we're good. we got eight more minutes to, we're, we're going to play around. To episode 37? Uh, no, no, we're not. Uh, my, my... This is, this is a, I don't know, I'll give a same moment. We do, I do these conversations in the community. They're called free-range uh, yeah. conversations. Yeah. And, and the invitation is, regardless of where you are, like if you're a Christian believer or not, or Buddhist or left-handed or cross-eyed, whatever the case may be, like you can come be a part of these conversations. Okay. Um, and then in the, I kind of throw out a topic. So we, we fired these up. I, teach, I do these with a friend of mine who... Uh, he's a, a English teacher and the cross country coach at, at the local high school, um, but he also teaches the Bible as literature class, which is an elective in the high school. But it mm-hmm. is it is Bible as literature. It is that's it. Like yeah. it is not Bible as faith. So it talks about the influence of the Bible, how it has influenced our culture. Mm-hmm. And he is he's very well read and uh, a deep thinker. And uh, is he explains and categorizes himself he's at best a hopeful agnostic grew up Methodist right. but at right. this point in his adulthood is it sits in that space so we started these conversations up and there's there's a lot of uh interest actually in these conversations for people to explore topics and our first one was um on the bible is this is this myth or is this something that God has handed down who, to humanity yeah. Yeah. Uh, and how do we process that. And so it was, it was a really good conversation. And, and uh, we had a friend, a mutual friend that came um, who 
had been engaged with church, but has been away from it for a long time. And, and like where I'm at in my ministry, like I'm trying to create space for those people because what I have found is that a lot of people just found limitations in the constraints of institutional church. Either Mm -hmm. they couldn't think, you know, the questions they were asked were too threatening uh, to the institution or traditional viewpoints in theology or interpretations. And so I'm trying to create space that allows people to show up and explore that stuff and figure it out. I'm not trying to tell them what to think. I'm beyond uh, that. But I'm at least saying, yeah, maybe where you're at isn't so wrong. Like the Christian, the discussion of Christian theology is so broad. Like you can go back 2,000 years and find somewhere uh, on the Christian conversation, somewhere on the spectrum, your thoughts have shown up before. Sure. Like every time I'm like, I bet nobody's thought this before. And then I start digging into it. And I'm like, oh, they thought this back in 300 AD. Like, this is not an independent I'm not, a, I'm not anything new. Doggone it. Um, but they were called heretics then and burned. And I can just think about it and be just called a heretic and don't have to burn at the stake. Um, so I'm trying to create space for people to. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah sorry. We have plans for you. And oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want you to be, come you by tonight. tonight. Wear flammable materials. <laughs> or just flammable. It just helps. Um, so anyway, we, we picked one up again this fall, um, last month actually, and got into the conversation and a friend of ours showed up. And like, I always stress, like, we're not guiding you to a thought or a whatever at the end of this. Like, this is open conversation sure. uh, for exploration. So as long as you can sit in that space, you may not agree with everybody who's there. We're not going to correct anybody's whatever. Yeah. We're just going to share a perspective. Yeah. And uh, this guy came in with his notes and was kind of sharing all of that. Uh, he's like, I, I just want like this, 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 and this, and this, and this is how I see it. And this is, and he's like, and I, and I'm just want to like, and I, I agreed with him. And I'm right. I like I was like I agree with everything you're saying, but he's like I just want I guess I'm just looking for somebody to be like, yeah, you're right. And I was like, well, this isn't this isn't that. Yeah, you're blowhard. I'm like, he's like this isn't that. And yeah. and I said I I appreciate that, but we're not trying to do that here. I'm not trying to tell you your thinking or your theology or your belief system is right or wrong. We're just trying to explore it together. So I, I appreciated How? it because he was just kind of like. I just want to make sure I'm not out of line with the Christian traditional thought or the way I'm reading the scripture. And I, uh, that feels like a very fragile ego that needs validation. No, for I, like the belief system. No, right? they're your beliefs. Maybe not. And and I'm no, I, I I'm would say not critical on this. No, I, I would like, say if you're if you're if you're if you're a practicing Christian, you hold the you know, the church is the bride of Christ. It is not just the institution. Okay. And so Christ loved the church, both theologically, but also relationally. The church mattered to him. And the church being the body of believers, not necessarily sure. the right. brick building. Or right. right. And, and so as a believer, you want to, you should want to adhere to, like, I want to know what the church upholds in the faith. And that this is in line, the idea is that the beliefs are held by some would say by the tradition of the church would be the Catholic persuasion that says what the church says is okay. doctrine. Uh, the a more Protestant and evangelical view would be um, tradition is held by both the tradition of the church, but also uh, modern revelation that God may reveal, and also the revelation that comes out of the community of the people of God. Okay, so all three of those 
should be held in tension or respect in the way of that. And so I, I can appreciate somebody being like, look, I'm not interested in just creating my own theology and belief system of God. That's how cults get created. And then I, whatever. And so he's like, I'm looking for some level of accountability of like, I'm not just out here in left field imagining up something that isn't necessarily there. Mm-hmm. So I, I can appreciate his, and most people have been told who've pointed out the very apparent contradictions of scripture have been told, no, that's not right or that's yeah. whatever, right? You're mm-hmm. believing poorly or whatever. And yeah. You're not welcome in the church, whatever the case may be. Oh, nobody's welcome in the church. No, not many. Unless uh, <laughs> you think and act and behave and whatever, like everyone else. So, like, I appreciated, like, his, like, I'm just wanting to make sure I'm not off base. And I'm yeah. like, no, I appreciate that. Sure. But that's not what this is for. And I, yeah. I, I mean, outside of the class, I've been like, no, I, I agree with a lot of those things. But yeah. inside of that discussion, I was like, not the platform, no, I, I appreciate that. And yeah. I, I see some great value in that. But yeah. this is just the ex- exploration. And so it was, it just was really this great, collectively, there were 11 of us, 12 of us maybe in the conversation. And it really was just kind of, it was a really enriching conversation of where we at, where have we seen the limits, you know, of some of this thought? Um, And, and where do we go from here? Like, how do we, how do we hold, and mine is always like at the moment that you, a doctrine and the practice of loving someone mm-hmm. comes into conflict, then love always wins. Your doctrine is insufficient yeah. if it keeps you from loving someone. And sure. so go back and re-explore your doctrine because if it keeps you from loving someone, then you then you have that wrong. Like, so stop. Like, you should always love first. Love graciously. And and, lo- and understanding, like, love looks different. Love isn't the sentimental. We, we mm-hmm. try to be nice or whatever. Like, there's tough love and hard love in the sure. like, that shows up that way, and that's okay to do that. Yeah. But it's always guided by the intent yeah. of goodness, wholeness, restoration, healing, whatever. Yeah. So. Uh, that reminds me of, as we're wrapping up here, Patrick going to do the spirit mm-hmm. here in a minute, but um, find a, there's a great song about that called Ugly Love by a band called The Eels, E-E-L-S. Okay. Um, that's all I'll say. But like, go find, go find ugly love because what Patrick just said reminds me of that song, and you'll okay. get it. You'll get it when you. So as as soon as we wrap up here, just go over to go check Andor it out or Spotify or YouTube or whatever and find that song because <laughs> that's that's a good one. That's that's a good segue. My my center moment is I I had another conversation with somebody else on in regarding to some religious stuff, and they were bringing some, uh, I would say conservative evangelical whatever that um i just think is toxic is not loving and that kind of stuff i'm just like nah no mm-hmm. no i'm like i'm not even not entertaining this yeah i'm not part of your it's narrative there isn't love in this it, you're you're holding more to doctrine than you are love and yeah. so like and i i haven't figured out how to, how do you love in that moment i don't know i don't know what that looks like so i don't even know if i can be loved so well You too. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about the sphere in Las Vegas? I'm done. Okay. I'm done. That thing's actually fan- that. That's that, pretty fantastic. I, did you see the pumpkin they did? That's another episode. Another episode. I felt like I was being shushed. So you I are. Say anything. So sorry. I was like, I'm avoiding on. T- I'm only watching on camera because I'm avoiding eye contact. So okay. that, so that you know, like we're. 
I, and I peeled that, that onion. I, can I just set you up for disappointment failure. Okay. I'm setting this out. We're not going to talk about who we offended. I feel like We're not going to... Shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> You're going to re-know this. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, in your re in your <laughs> When you take some time of re-knowing... <laughs> well, as you re-know uh, things of your past, um, give yourself room to re-explore. Uh, figure out what your motivation and your intention is, and uh, give your start with yourself. Give yourself grace and mercy, uh, but also be willing to extend that to others as uh, you renew and remember and recreate who you are. I gotta piece these together on the back end. That'll be fun. A little editing. I don't know what happened. And it might have been fine, but at least the numbers froze up. I don't know. We'll see. It'll probably be a little choppy if you got this far. <laughs> and we're done. I, I just, I didn't know if I was allowed to talk.